And so if you have your Bible, we're going to take a detour from our normal series in the book of Mark. We've been walking with Jesus through the book of Mark. And now we're going to, for today, we're going to look at the book of Philippians. So that's, if you're new to the Bible, that's in the New Testament. Um, Paul's books are ordered by the size, and so Philippians is, it goes Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, then Colossians. So if you made it to Colossians, you've gone too far. Turn around. We are going to be in Philippians chapter 1. <clears throat> now before I get started, just one thing I want to flag to folks in our church here. On Tuesday night, we're going to have the coffee shop open. We're going to have free coffee. We're going to be able to give a full reporting of all the different ways in which God has met us over the last two months and um, all the different ways that we're filling the holes as we send the church plant off uh, today. And so if, if you don't know, today we're sending two of our uh, elders to plant a church. Uh, Jason Hansen and Tyler Jenner are going to be headed out. We're going to say goodbye to them. We're commissioning them today to plant, to start a new church. Um, they're going to preach the old gospel in a different community. Now, as we say goodbye, um, we're going to wish you the best, obviously, but we have much more than good wishes to offer. And I want to point us to what we do have to offer this morning. We have to offer prayer. Wishes are little more than empty sentiment. Prayer, on the other hand, trades on the power of an eager, willing, loving God who is pleased to respond to our requests. So we're not just going to wish you well, those of you who are going with Jason and Tyler. We are going to pray you well. And so to that end, I'm going to share with you my private prayer for both our church and the church that will beginning, be beginning soon. It's going to be, that prayer is from Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. If you have a Bible, follow along with me as I read. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent. And so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Will you join me as I pray? Well, Lord, we come today, and as we say goodbye, Lord, we are reminded that your work is not located in any, only one church or one group of churches or one city or one place. You are working the world over. And Lord, we're grateful that that's true. We're grateful that we are with you, that we serve you and that we're a part of a kingdom that's bigger than ourselves. We're grateful, Lord, that you're not just doing your work in the world through one group. And so as we plan on sending Jason and Tyler out and as they start a church, Lord, we're eager to hear the good reports that will come from that. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us in our brief time that we have considering your word, that you would speak to us this morning. I pray that you would speak to those who are staying and those who are planning to go. Lord, I pray that you would speak clearly. I pray that we would all be typified by love, an abounding love. So, Lord, I pray that you would work in and through us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
If you were to give my sermon today a one-sentence summary, it might be something like this. I pray that your love overflows and gives you sight. I pray that your love overflows and gives you sight. That's the idea that Paul's getting at in Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And we'll see that in two points. First, abounding love, and second, approving what is excellent. First, abounding love. Verse 9, look there with me. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. Now, if there's a more misunderstood word in the English language than love, I'm not sure what it is. Love is a concept that people will sacrifice a great deal for, a great deal of time, money, energy. But do they really, do we really understand what love is? Love is a, is a word that is the theme of many songs, poems, books, maybe more than any other theme. Love is something everyone wants but few can define. And love seems to be one of those words that carries with it this explosive kind of freight. But yet, our culture has so used and abused the word, it's so flexible, so as it's bent out of shape, it's misused and broken. The core of the misunderstanding, I think, is the idea that love is a feeling we can't control. False. That's not what the scriptures say. That's not what the scriptures say. Someone says, we can't help who we love. Love isn't logical or even our choice. Love chooses us. No. You choose who you love. And as we think about this together, my prayer, both for Anchor Church and Sovereign Grace Church, is that our love would abound more and more. It's important that the love would abound more and more. We're not talking about enthusiasm or excitement because As you go and start this church, there will be excitement, there will be enthusiasm, but if you only go fueled by excitement and enthusiasm, you will run out of steam. You must go abounding in love. If we, as those who see our friends and maybe some family go, if we go, if we we are just running on sadness and disappointment or the bittersweet realities of what's happening, we are going to peter out. But here's the call for all of us today both Anchor Church and our church here. May, it's his prayer and my prayer, that our love would abound more and more. Now, it's interesting to note that in verse 9, Paul does not say to whom the love should be given. Look again. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge. Abound. So he says, I want it to grow. I want it to abound. I want it to multiply. I want it to, to become more than it is now. But to whom? There is no direct object there. And I think that's because Paul wants our love to grow both toward God and others. That's the reality. In fact, one of the ways you can measure whether you love God is how you treat other people. Those who treat other people well, love God much. Those who don't, don't. And so what Paul is saying here is this. I pray that your love would abound more and more. He prays that you and me... And Anchor Church and all of us would have a love for God that would become more significant. The more we think about God and study God and consider God, we find God is easy to love. As we stare into eternity, we're reminded that God loves us. He doesn't just love us forever and without end. He loves us with an immeasurable love. A love that we do not deserve. 
God doesn't love us because we're lovely or lovable or loving. God has loved us because He has chosen to love us. If God loved us based on His feelings for us, they would wax and wane. They would come and go. I'm grateful that God doesn't wake up and say, well, I'm going to try to decide if I'm going to feel like loving rich, because He never would. I'm a sinner who needs help. But God has placed His love upon all those who are His. And He's praying, Paul here, that the love we have for God will abound more and more. God loves us, and to respond to Him in love only makes sense. God loves us never to change His mind. God loves us never to grow tired of us. God loves us, and He's not going to be irritated or give it a second thought or wonder if He did the right thing. Heaven and earth may shake and shudder from their place and melt away, but His love will not, cannot, does not change. He loves you. He only, always loves you. Paul's prayer is that our love for him would abound more and more. It's striking to consider that the Lord God above, who is all-powerful and all-seeing and all-knowing, knows all of our sin, everything we've ever done wrong, and yet still loves us. He sees us with our flaws and our foibles. He sees where we stumble on a daily basis. He sees who we were, and yet, He loves us still. God sent His Son to die for the rebels that we once were. That's love. But at the death of Christ, it wasn't as if God was making us lovely or making us lovable when Christ died. God loved us and sent Jesus so that we can be with Him. See, the key to recognizing how our love can abound more and more for God is to recognize how much God loves us. It's easy to love someone who loves you. And God loves you. His prayer, my prayer, our prayer is this. May our love for God abound more and more Also, may our love for others abound more and more. You see, when the love of God, when our love for God seeps into our bones and pierces our hearts, we'll find it much easier to love people no matter how difficult they are. Now, if you're going on the church plant, you're going to be shot out into a world of inconvenience. It's going to be hard. And if you don't watch it, your love for others will grow cold. The excitement, the adventure the church of the church plant will last a few weeks and then you're going to realize how hard it is. And if you're armed only with good intentions, you will fail. But if you pray, that the, my prayer for you is that your love would abound more and more, that you would love other people, that you would see people that will let you down and take advantage of you and speak unkindly about you and yet you still love them. My prayer is that your love toward others will abound more and more, not because they deserve it, but because you serve a God who loves you. My prayer is that you will be able to love everyone that the Lord has put you in, put in your path. I'm praying that your love abounds toward people that you might consider normally too old or too young or too smart, maybe too ignorant, too loud or poor or wealthy or political or opinionated too uncool, too irritating, too unsafe, maybe just too different. 
Lord willing, you will serve and meet many people like all of that, and I pray that your love toward them will abound more and more. We can genuinely love God and others because God loves us. I wake up, you wake up in the morning, Christian, and you recognize that God has set his love on you, and he will never take it away. So may our love for God and for others abound more and more. More and more. More and more without exception. May our love abound. Second point, may we approve what is excellent. I want you to see the purpose of the love that Paul is praying for. Verse 9, look again. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent. To approve what is excellent means to know how to live, to know how to make daily choices in life, to know what to do in the moment when you don't know what to do. In other words, when you love God and others in an abounding way, you'll have eyesight. You'll know what to do. You'll see what is right. Anchor Church, Sovereign Grace Church, may our love abound more and more so that we might be able to approve what is excellent. So that with the eyes of love, both toward God and other people, we might be able to understand how to live and what to do. When love informs all of our actions, when we abound in love more and more both to God and to others, we are free not to make decisions based out of fear or preference or convenience we're, fear. We're, we're, we're free not to make decisions that are just knee-jerk. We're free to be able to give ourselves away knowing that God will never change His opinion about us and our love is free to abound more and more toward Him. He will always take care of us and toward others, whether they deserve it or not. May your love abound more and more. And so as, we, as our love abounds, may we be able to discern what is indeed excellent. Excellent. May our love abound in knowledge and discernment. Love understands that people are people even within a church. Love understands that church members will sin grievously, but love freely forgives without being asked. And when temptations toward bitterness parachute in, love fights to forgive again and again and again. That's excellent. What else is excellent? Love hates bitterness. Love does not nurse old wounds as grounds for bitternesses. Love is honest when hurt, but fights against bitterness for the soul-destroying rancor that it is. What else is excellent? A love that abounds hates keeping a record of wrongs. Instead, holds fast to keeping a record of rights. Love understands that we don't deserve kindness from others, but what a blessing when it comes. What else is excellent? An abounding love will confront others in love. Love does not confront every little thing all the time constantly because God does not do that to us. Instead, he thinks about, love thinks about the thing that is most harmful and takes care to kindly confront the other person in love. Kindly Slowly, not expecting that person to get it immediately. Love goes in asking questions 
and not presenting conclusions. Love hates the evil of jumping to conclusions. What else is excellent? Abounding love confronts for the good of the other person, not just so to get something off our chest. (coughs) Love understands that disagreement does not make two Christians enemies. Further, and further, that disagreement does not need to lead to breaking fellowship. What else is excellent? An abounding love never writes anyone off because love is aware of how patient God has been with us and love refuses to write people off because of their sins and flaws and blind spots. What else is excellent? A love that defends. An abounding love is strong. It's not weak. An abounding love is robust and sturdy and has a backbone of steel. An abounding love doesn't play the coward. Love abhors cowardice. There are times when love stands up for those that can't stand for themselves. Love love takes the cause of abused children, battered women, mentally challenged, and others in the church and outside the church. What else is excellent? An abounding love refuses to be cowed by those bent on manipulating the weak and the vulnerable. Love understands that wolves are often smooth talkers, but it refuses to be taken in by fine, hollow-sounding arguments. What else is excellent? An abounding love is not naive. Love understands that there are some people who will look to destroy this church and the church that is going to be started soon by blowing accusations around. In this, love makes a distinction. Love speaks against a divisive person when necessary because sometimes it's evil to keep quiet. What else is excellent? An abounding love speaks up when the situation demands it. What else is excellent? Abounding love is quicker to defend others than it is to defend themselves. Abounding love is afraid of being thought too highly of, not too little of. What else is excellent? Sometimes, sometimes, love means sacrificing all of your preferences, everything that you think you need for the good of other people. My prayer, Paul says, is that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may be able to approve what is excellent. And that's my prayer both for our church and for Anchor Church. May we be a people who abound in love. If there is one thing for us to be marked by, we don't want to be marked by what's hip or cool. We don't want to be marked by, what, by, by some kind of stodgy, stick-in-the-mud kind of mentality when it comes to the culture. What we want to be marked by is love. We want to be, be a people who are abounding in love both to God and others. That is what our calling card is meant to be. We are meant to be a people of love. And my prayer both for our church and Anchor Church is that we would both abound in love and be able to approve what is excellent. I can have a moment to speak to those that are planning on going with Jason and Tyler as they start this church. Let me just make a few recommendations for you. First, pray for your leaders. Pray for Jason and Tyler more than you think you need to. They need wisdom from the Lord, and they need his strength. 
The task of shepherding is monumental, and no one can do it on their own. They need the aid and comfort of the Lord. That's excellent. Make time for serving. It'll be easy to assume that someone else has got all the stuff that needs to get done, but there are countless things that need to happen, not just for Sunday morning, but for the life of a church. To get a church plant off the ground is massive, massively, massive, full of massive work. It's going to be important to find a place to serve. And sometimes there's official places, and sometimes it's best just to see what needs to be done and do it. Set up chairs, get a greeting team, set up, set up and tear down before and after the service, lead a small group. If you're gifted administratively, serve in that way. If you're gifted with audio-visual, you can serve in that way. If you're a creative type, you can help and serve in that way. Make time for serving. Pray for your leaders. Avoid gossip and suspicion. Well, that's a temptation in any church. Something in the future, Anchor Church, is going to happen. I don't know what it is, but something will happen to tempt you to believe the worst and specifically to speak against your leaders. If you have questions, go directly to them. Suspicion is the silent killer. The men you are following, Jason and Tyler, are good and godly men, and I know that they are going to do their best. They are have character. They're not perfect. You can ask. They're approachable. Ask them questions. Don't let suspicion build, because if it does, you won't be able to hear and believe anything they say. Pray for your leaders. Make time to serve. Avoid suspicion at all costs. Come to church. Sounds easy, but here's what we all need. We all need to be weekly fed from the Word of God. You need to be reminded that it's still worthwhile to follow Jesus. You need to recall that Jesus, putting your life and hope and present and future on Him, is worth it. You need to remember that there is nothing like following Jesus. Nothing. You need to hear the Word of God spoken and preached so that you're, you, you recognize that you are here for a very short time and one day eternity will call and you will be with Jesus. You need to remember that. All these, all these things around us that seem so urgent and, and, and so noisy one day will be gone. And what we have is Jesus. We need to remember that that... We, we need to recall that Jesus is worth it. So go to church. Because that's what Jason and Tyler are going to highlight. That's excellent. In Anchor Church, sometime in the future, you're going to be disillusioned because everybody gets disillusioned with churches. When you think about the leaders, you'll say things like, why can't we just, or why can't they just do this or do that? Be patient. Don't assume you know all the factors. Ask questions. Patience means waiting past the point of what seems reasonable. Please ask questions. Free them up administratively so that they can focus on prayer and the ministry of the Word. I look forward to hearing about all the reports that are going to come out and all the benefit that, that the community will, will experience because of the work of Anchor Church. There's coming a day where new leaders will, be, will emerge from within the church. Welcome them. Don't resent them. Remember, the adventure is going to wear off. There's no youth ministry, singles ministry, setup team, sound team, hospitality team, follow-up team, prayer team, worship team, any team at all, go team. There is none of that. 
And I encourage you to remember that you're serving Jesus, not just doing these tasks. At some point in the future, you're going to be tempted to leave. It happens to everyone. Can I encourage you, Anchor Church? I realize there are good reasons for leaving, but can I encourage you to stay and plan on making a life there? Build deeply. Don't just go to small group, invite people in your small group into your life. Have people over for dinner, even if you only have hot dogs and ramen noodles. Make sure the hot dogs are all beef, though. (laughs) Go to someone's house and do yard work when they're grieving at the loss of a spouse or a parent. Stick around so you can see your grandkids raised up and leave. Disciple someone younger in the faith and be discipled by someone more mature than you. Serve in areas both of gifting and sacrifice. That's excellent. Send freely. Anchor church, foster a church plant mentality when it comes even to your small group. Welcome new people and don't grumble as the group multiplies. Pray for church planters to be trained and sent out here in the valley and around the world. Talk to kids about the importance of church. You see, what's happening here is a church is being birthed. In Revelation, my favorite image for the church is a lampstand. Jesus walks among the lampstands. And that's a symbol of the church. What does a lampstand do? It just sits there and holds a lamp. And a lamp shines, the dark, shines light into the darkness. That's what a church is. A church is meant to hold forth in word and deed the gospel of Jesus Christ. The church is meant to be a light into the community because we live in a world that is dark and getting darker by the day. And so, anytime a church that preaches the gospel is beginning, it's a cause for celebration. It's a cause for joy. And that's, and, and, and that's what's happening here. We are, we are sending Jason and Tyler. They will start a church and they will begin to preach the gospel and sing the gospel and pray the gospel and live out the gospel. And may we continue to do the same, Sovereign Grace Church. Jason, where is, is Jason in here? Right there in the dark. Jason, thanks for giving yourself unreservedly to Jesus as you've worked here. Um, You've worn a ton of different hats. Uh, You've led youth. You've led singles. You've led worship. You've preached on a regular basis. You've come up with all kinds of creative and innovative ideas. You've done a wonderful job leading in the ways that God has called you to lead. Thank you for the way that you've been a faithful shepherd here at our church. If you give your life to Anchor Church the way you gave your life here, it will be a success. And I'm grateful that you were my pastor for a number of years. Thank you for being there, helping me walk through things, helping me walk through heartache and trouble, and speaking sanity to me. Remember, your commission to lead is not from men, but from Jesus yourself himself. You're called to serve and love the people and pour yourself out for Christ. You're there to serve Jesus, not just the people. Preach preach to afflict the comfortable and, and comfort the afflicted. 
tend to your own soul. There will be days that you will need to put the demands of leading a church aside just to reset your own soul and to make sure you remember why you're doing everything. Paul Tripp says, there's never a moment in ministry when you aren't being ministered to. The Savior is not just working through you in the lives of others, but He is also working in you as He works through you. He is not just calling you to be an agent of His transforming grace. He is transforming you by the same grace. He is not just committed to the success of your ministry, but also to the triumph of grace in your own heart and life. Jason, thank you. Tiffany, thank you for being with him. Almost a decade here, serving alongside, supporting, helping, giving sage advice, working with him, and being that ballast that he needs. We're very grateful. Tyler, thank you for the difference you've made in the lives of so many young people, my kids included. I think one of my kids is saved. He didn't get saved because he listened to me preach. He got saved because he listened to you. There are students who have matured under your spiritual guidance that only eternity will be able to repay. And Lindsay, thank you so much for the way that you've been by Tyler. You guys are such the team, working and walking together. See the kids running around, and you're going to miss that. Thank you. Anchor Church, Sovereign Grace Church. May our love together abound more and more, both toward God and toward others, in knowledge and in depth of insight, so that we may be able to approve what is excellence. May our love not just be indiscriminate, but may it have eyes. May we be able to see what is excellent, because we love God and love others. Sovereign grace, may we continue to love. And may our love abound more and more. May we be taken with God. May God and His love for us not be something that ever grows stale or rote. May, our love, may God's love for us be something that we celebrate, that we recognize as something completely undeserved, that we sing to the top of our lungs about. May we be a people who abound in love for a God who has loved us. And may that love wear off and, 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 and work out into the life of our church continually. May we be a people who loves others and welcomes people regardless of where they're from. The same with you, Anchor Church. May you, may you be a, a light to the community that you're going to be serving. May your love abound more and more. May you be able to approve what is excellent, even when people might think what you're doing is foolish. But love gives eyes. <coughs> May your love abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you, we all, might be able to approve what is excellent. I'm going to pray, and as I pray, if I can have um, Jason, Tiffany, Tyler, Lindsay, Steve Tong, and Trey come. Lord, I pray that for all of us, that our love would abound more and more. Lord, I pray that you would help us not to be people who wait for the feeling to love or wait for the feeling to hit us so that we might love and give of ourselves sacrificially. 
Lord, I pray that that would not be the kind of people that we are. I pray that we would be the kind of people that are so taken with the love God has for us that we don't think of it as a small thing or a passing thing or something that we can do without, Lord. I'm grateful that you are a God gracious and compassionate, faithful and full of steadfast love. Your steadfast love is what brings me the most hope. I'm grateful that you don't love us because we deserve it, because there might be a day that we would fail and be flawed and cease to deserve your love. We're grateful that that's not the way you love. And Lord, may we be people who love you with an indiscriminate, abounding kind of love. May our our love have eyes so that we might be able to see what is excellent. Lord, I pray that as we are guided by love, I pray that you would help us to be people who know what is excellent because we're so taken with the love of God and other people. We'll know how to live. We'll know what would bless others. We'll know what, will, what would help others. We, we'll know how to serve other people. I pray that for our church, Lord. I pray that for Anchor Church. I pray that for every one of us individually, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, guys, we are grateful for you. Um, There are ways in which you guys have served us and come alongside us and helped us um, in ways I'm personally grateful for all kinds of different ways that I enumerated and more. Um, And as a church, we are as well. So thank you for being the kind of people who built well here. One of the reasons it's difficult is because you built well. Um, And we love you guys. We always will. Um, We're looking forward to hearing the good reports, the exciting things that are going to happen. And we'll be praying for you as well. Um, And so uh, I want to pray for you guys now. Um, And if you're planning on going, why don't you stand up and uh, those around uh, you can pray for you as well. Well, Lord, I pray specifically for uh, Jason, Tiffany, Tyler, Lindsay. Lord, I pray that you would give them an opportunity, this opportunity they have, Lord. I pray that this adventure would be one of just excitement. I pray, it would be an ex- I pray that it would be an adventure that they remember for the rest of their lives, Lord. There is significance that they're putting their hand to. They're doing something that is going to last forever. And so, Lord, I'm so grateful that another gospel-preaching church will be shining the light of Jesus to a community, to other people that we're not reaching, Lord. I pray that you would give them fruit. Lord, we pray, for faith. we pray that as they are faithful, you would help them to be fruitful, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to abound in love toward you and to others. I pray for Jason, Lord, that you would give him, Lord, with the new responsibilities to preach, On a more regular basis, Lord, I pray that you would help him. I pray you would speak to his soul. I pray that you would work in and through him as he preaches the word. I pray that you would do your most significant work with him as he studies the word in his study so that you might fill him up so that when he comes to preach, he can give it to other people, Lord. I pray for Tiffany as well. Please give her strength. And Lord, there's going to be all kinds of flexibility called for in the coming days. And I pray that you would give her the strength and flexibility to be able to just do what needs to be done. Thank you for her heart and her her kindness. Thank you for the way in which she's so welcoming and gentle. And I pray that that would 
um, rub off on other people as well. Lord, I pray for Tyler and Lindsay, Lord. Thank you for the testimony they have been to us, Lord. And we look forward to hearing the reports of the testimony they will be to others, Lord. And so I pray that you would um, bless them, Lord. And I pray that you would give Tyler, help him to find another job, Lord. And as he works bivocationally, Lord, I pray for flexibility in this new job. I pray that you would give them a, an opportunity just to be able to give of themselves without reserve. And I ask that you would just would bless them, Lord. I pray for Lindsay, Lord, that you thank you so much for the way in which she's such a partner to Tyler, Tyler and the way in which they've served, the way in which they've given of themselves. Um, Lord, thank you. And we pray, we pray for blessing on both, uh, on both couples here, Lord. Pray for blessing on all those that are planning on going, Lord. I pray that you would give them strength and peace. I pray that you would help them to be able to enjoy the journey. I pray that they would abound in love all the more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, as you, uh, if you want to sit down, what we're going to do now is we're going to take up an offering. We're going to take up an offering for um, the church as Jason and Tyler are, are being sent, they're gonna, they don't have money, so we're going to take up an offering. So if we can have the ushers come and begin to pass the offering plates. Um, we, did, we did give Jason and Tyler gifts um, in the first service, and so I thought it would be kind of fake to take them back and then give it to them again. <laughs> so we're not into fake and phony, um, and so we're not doing that. Um, but just so you know, it's, we, we gave them a gift just a small token to be able to uh, just express our appreciation. Um, for those of you that are going, thank you for the way in which you've served our church. Thank you for the way in which you've given yourself here. I pray that you would do the same there. Um, thank you for the way in which you've reflected the love of Christ. And I just pray that the Lord would bless and keep you all. Um, for those of you who are here, remember Tuesday night we're going to have an informational meeting where we'll talk about how... The Lord has provided us opportunity to be able to serve and fill some of the holes and gaps that are um, that he's, he's sovereignly opened by sending both Jason and Tyler on the church, uh, out to start a church. So that'll be Tuesday at 7 o'clock here. Come a little early. You can have some free coffee and whatever else is in the coffee shop. Um, so I will leave you with the words that we heard and camped on today. It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. We'll see you next week. Anchor Church, God bless.